Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Andy Murray and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. One more sleep to go until the Australian Open for 2019 gets underway. And yes, we are going to talk about the actual tennis and the matches and the tournament to come. Rather than politics, rather than just Andy Murray, although he's going to come up as well, I suspect, as well. But we've had press conferences today. We've had Roger Federer into the interview room. We've had uh, Caroline Wozniacki in as well. Most importantly, though, we've got Catherine Whitaker here. Hello, Catherine. How are you? Hello, David. And we have got... Grad Matt. For the first time ever in Melbourne, he's here. Hello, Matt. Hello. I made it. You made it. What (laughs) what do you think? It's great. It's far. Um, He thinks the flight is long. Yes. Yes. Who'd have thought it? You know how tennis players talk about five set matches and going through ups and downs I was like that on the flight there were moments where I thought how much do I like tennis but no it was it was great to finally get here and soak up these first two days it's, yeah. it's better today I, I was greeted on arrival at Melbourne Park on kids day oh yes and thousands and thousands of screaming children was my introduction and today it's been very quiet and, Matt and very I nice we were talking about that yesterday I, I couldn't be more pro kids day I think it's yeah, the most wonderful it. thing I you know I'll I'll jump in front of a bus for kids day I just don't ever want to be anywhere near it <laughs> okay. or involved in it and Matt's in young enough to be way, one shape, of the kids or foremost David was trying to get his photo taken with oh, saxophone Sam I love kids day <laughs> it's so much fun yeah there's walking lego pieces it's so cool anyway For those of you that have just started listening to the tennis podcast here at the Australian Open, and there are many of you, I know that lots of people have only just discovered our show over the last couple of days, and there will be more of you, I'm sure, over the next few days that are going through the back catalogue and listening to this one. I better tell you who Grad Matt is. He he is somebody who uh, has interned for us and helped us produce this show over the last three years. He's been an absolutely fantastic help for us. he makes us sound more intelligent uh, than we really are by giving us all sorts of research and notes and, and, uh, and accurate information, which sometimes I don't always have to hand. And, uh, well, he graduated. So he went from student mat to grad mat. And now we decided we wanted to try to give him a job and have him here with us in Melbourne. He's just Matt. 
Yeah, and now he's just plain old Matt. I don't know you know what to do with that. But we have we have talked about calling him Kickstarter Matt because no. you, our listeners, oh. all pitched in and helped us meet. We our, can edit out that no. <laughs> all helped us meet our Kickstarter target so that we would be able to have enough uh, money in the budget to be able to offer Matt a job. We haven't actually offered it him yet, so hopefully he'll accept. Um, to, to be I clear, will. I very much okay, cool. support your sentiment there. It was more the fact that I don't think Kickstarter Matt has a particular to it that right. I, I was Doesn't expressing dissent okay. but so, very, very much in support of your sentiment yeah okay well less than two days to go until our Kickstarter closes that's our crowdfunding campaign so that we have enough to be able to keep producing this show every single day during the Australian Open and all the other three Grand Slams weekly throughout throughout the year uh, so if you haven't done your bit yet and you want your name on the website on our backers page uh, go to kickstarter.com um, Time's running out, folks. You can still take us on in our predictions, which I have now done. Incidentally, I've done my quarterfinals and onwards. I think we've all done them, haven't oh. we? We're all clutching pieces of paper here with with ink, old yeah. school ink on paper. We, we have actually, yeah. In fact, let's just get cracking, shall we? But first of all, that's is awfully neat, David. Yeah. Look at this. Crikey. I don't know. There's a few scribbles, but yeah, but the handwriting. The, oh, yeah. My handwriting okay. is oh, neat. Dear. Fine. So we'll we'll, we'll um, that's why he's kickstarter Matt. We'll we'll, we'll get on to uh, we'll get on to the draw in, in, in just a moment or two. But first of all, I said that uh, Roger Federer had been into the interview room today, and he. I mean, how do you look that fresh and relaxed all the time? And even after tw- twenty years of coming to the Australian Open, it just doesn't look old at all, does it? I mean, you've been in a few of his press conferences at the ATP Finals, Matt. But you can tell it's the start of the year, can't you? Yes, and also I think he just he's come here straight from the Hopman Cup, hasn't he? And that is the perfect opener for him. He's so relaxed there, and he's he's used to, he's got gradually used to the time zones, which I think is an interesting factor. Um, and he's ready to go. And also he played really well at the Hopman Cup, so he's feeling really good about his game. I was quite interested the way he said. I am playing well. He he was the first to admit that he. He's excited, isn't he? He is. Said, he said, "My body's great. I'm playing really well. I don't suffer from jet lag." I know all I'm these Roger things. Federer and things are good when you're Roger Federer. Yeah, but there's no. There doesn't appear to be any caveat there, does there? Nope. He seems to be in a really good place. Yeah, he's in good nick. He has uh, been given nice kit to wear by Uniqlo. She was wearing to, to yeah. his press conference as well, wasn't mm. he? Yeah. What colour? It was a sort of teal. Mm. What's teal? Is that purple? S- sort of greeny blue. Oh, greeny blue. Yeah. Right. It, was, it, was, it was very it was nice. nice. It was nice. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't go to Kaney Shikori's press, press conference, but... <laughs> Nor did I. <laughs> I, I. I'm willing to bet that what they've given him to wear might be slightly less nice. Yeah. Poor old Kay. Um, before that... Caroline Wozniacki was into her press conference. Now, I didn't manage to get to that one because I got struck down by jet lag of the most gargantuan form by waking up at 3.30am. I had the most wonderful five hours. Uh, tidy in my room, I went for a run, I made myself breakfast, I got all nice and changed, ready to come to the tennis. But you didn't follow my advice. What was your advice? Medicate. No, Medicate I didn't do your that. way through no, jet lag. I, I went au naturel and I suddenly felt like if I don't sleep in the next four minutes, I'm going to fall over at, at nine o'clock. So I missed Caroline Wozniak's press conference. I slept through it. What was it like, Catherine? The press conference wasn't great, was it, Matt? I was feeling quite awake until I went to her press conference. 
<laughs> yeah, Matt and I shuffled out of the room and Matt mumbled something about it having been a having uncovered a new jet lag cure um and i did an interview for her for, for eurosport afterwards and i was you know i've 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 not had great experiences interviewing her no particular it, she just doesn't know she seems to be on autopilot um but she wasn't today i mean she was a bit in the press conference um i think the only thing she opened up at all on were she was asked by Courtney Noen the uh, WTA insider about uh, Agnieszka Radvanska uh, having retired and, and sort of led on to that with Andy Murray and she opened up a bit on that um, her face briefly lit up when she talked about going to Anfield yeah she ate a burger in the off season mm. yeah I found that story slightly implausible I don't know about you I, I could I'd just love I just, to see I Caroline believe... Wozniacki next to her yeah. 6 foot 11 inch husband or fiance uh, from America who used to be a basketball player standing in the burger van queue because that you know this is not your fast food restaurant uh, American listeners this is your ramshackle caravan uh, where they are <laughs> Carlos Moyers here hello oh, Carlos how are you doing, how you doing Carlos no, nice to see you see you, um, see you later uh, he's just come by and shaken hands we didn't organise that folks that actually happened um, but uh, he uh, what was I saying yeah Karen Wozniacki and burger vans and uh, yeah she, she she had the one where they're, um, they're sizzling the onions on the, the plate you I know, believe that. that burger met lips I just don't quite believe in the exact picture that was painted of Caroline and David is his name David yeah lovely standing in a standing in a queue at a greasy burger van surrounded by Liverpool fans I'm going to believe it I just like the idea of it and I don't know whether it's true I just think it might have been a burger in some sort of hospitality area she's had a very she has a very different football going experience (laughs) to what I have put it that way normally I'm very miserable after a game. I yes. don't want a well, That's because you're a fallen fan and they lost again. Catherine's full of the joys. Your team have got no shots on target. <laughs> Catherine's her team at Reading actually won a match, which has not been happening very often. But your interview with Caroline Wozniacki, you said that you, you actually you were quite effusive on on your WhatsApp messages with us. You were, I've just had a good interview with Caroline Wozniacki. You were really chuffed. Yeah. So what was the gist? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd gone into the Eurosport interview room and I said to the cameraman, a lovely chap called Dan, who actually listens to our podcast, owns some merch um, good lad says, can, says he's going to wear his tennis podcast t-shirt on day one tomorrow you so. can get t-shirts with the tennis podcast on and hoodies I wore mine on the plane Dan, I did get Dan some model, did I. models them manfully um, okay. I said oh you know this one might be a bit tricky guys but don't, don't, don't expect too much and uh, she made me look a fool she left the room and they all went what are you on about she was lovely um, <laughs> go on Caroline and uh, I think it might have been the Game of Thrones banter that Dan's camera assistant, Zach, who was out till 5am last night, he, uh, he engaged her in some Game of Thrones banter, which oh, she right. was that loving. Uh, and she, I asked her about Anfield. She didn't tell the burger story. Uh, and she loved talking about Andy Murray. I mean, she, she was all over that. She said she'd like him to coach her one day. Wow. So the, Everybody's up for a yeah, job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Form an orderly queue, everyone. Yeah, okay. Um, 
So those are the two press conferences. We haven't had too many today, but they separated them over two days. That was really good. We we had a good chat, Catherine and I, uh, with Ivan Lubacic earlier, which is a rare occurrence these days because over the last two years, he's basically gone into Roger Federer lockdown, uh, has uh, Ivan Lubacic, and and so we're 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 no longer able to interview him about Roger Federer, which which I understand. I mean, you know, not not every player feels comfortable talking about the player they coach, but he, as, as we've talked about in the podcast over the last couple of days. He was more than happy to talk about Andy Murray. And he came out with some of the most fantastic personal anecdotes about having encountered Murray for the very first time and played against him. And, I mean, it was it was really quite uplifting to hear somebody who who doesn't know Andy Murray that well but just was able to give you this real insight into what it was like sharing a court with him. I, th- I think the gist of what he said is we, we had this match when he was a kid, Murray, and there was, it was really intense and Murray was going crazy and throwing things everywhere and, and, and shouting and, and, and Lubicic was really irritated to, to lose it in three sets. And then at the net, Lubicic, uh, Murray said to him, it was a pleasure to share the court with honor, you. Honour, I think An honour to honor. share the court with you. And Lubicic said, I just didn't know what to do with that because I didn't know what to, how to take this kid. Yeah. But he's realised over the years that that is the man that he is. You know, that there are, it's almost like a split personality. Yeah, that, I think those are the words he used. The story, um, the story he gave me was uh, that Lubšić. He, he said he'd only ever played one match on centre court at Wimbledon, and it was against Andy Murray in the third round in 2011. Of course, two years before Murray went on to win his first Wimbledon title, and he, he said Murray beat him in four sets, and they shook hands at the net, and he described him as a pasty shaking boy, you know, and he said he couldn't imagine for one second in that moment that he would be able to win that title is he he said at the net he he fully appreciated the 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 weight of expectation on his shoulders and he just thought it's not possible it's not possible for for anyone really to to be able to cope with that and um he talked about being quite emotional actually watching Andy go on to win two years later Mm. so yeah yeah, it's I mean it's it's always becoming a cliche, isn't it? Paying tribute to Andy Murray. Someone say something bad about him. Yeah, well, Simon Briggs was trying to, <laughs> to think of somebody yesterday. Right, let's talk about these draws, shall we? Because we've had, I think, and, and I know, I, I read, a, I think, a tweet from you, Matt, about this draw, that, about how interesting it is this year. Straight after the draw, I think you commented on it. And when I was uh, post-sleep, post-nap, trying to go through this draw and make some sort of sense of it ahead of this show I was really enthused by it that all the way through first round and second round encounters potential third rounds fourth rounds there's just so much to look forward to over the next two weeks there is I think on the men's side I think the tweet that I put out was that there's more it feels like there's more contenders for the latter stage of semi-final spots and there has been in a while and yet I think we've all picked we, the same champion <laughs> and yeah. finalists but I think I think there's going to be more intrigue along the way yes okay. exactly right. so yeah. hold on a minute uh, oh, I don't know I'm, just lo- I'm looking around and I can see a lot of Djokovic <laughs> yes and a lot of Federer's yeah but <laughs> I think we, we've just had lunch Catherine and I think the gist of our, our conversation about the subject the beauty of the Djokovic draw is is that he's got people mm. early on that are going to throw something at him. It's not. I, d- I don't know his first round opponent very well, Mitchell Kruger from the United States, who qualified here. I don't think I've seen him play 
but a potential second round against Joe Wilfred Songa, who he played against in the 2008 final, his first ever Grand Slam final. I mean, I remember that year so vividly, commentating on all those matches that both of those two played. That was Songa's breakout tournament. and It was the oh. year Murray had lost before anyone had even woken up on yeah. day one in Australia. Yeah, against... Um, against Songa. Against Songa. Yeah. Yes, that's it. And um, then Songa thrashed Nadal in the semis. And, and the other person in, in that little top section with Djokovic that we were talking about yesterday is Shapovalov, a potential third-round opponent. And, and we were talking about how how really important it feels for Shapovalov to, to get to that. I mean, nobody, mm. of course, would even... Uh, nobody would be expecting him to, to win it if he gets there. But, I mean, a year ago, you'd have been looking that, at that and going, oh, the prospect of Djokovic Shapovalov in the yeah. third round, that would be the one that everyone's mm. picking out and hoping to happen, whereas now it's sort of, and yet he's oh, got, I'd like that to happen. And he's got but, a draw with Pablo Andahar and then potentially Tanasi Kakanakis, who's qualified, which... Really does make you wonder whether Shapovalov will get to that. He could lose any of those. Yeah, he could. I think the thing about Shapovalov is he had a he had an okay year last year. He didn't fall, but it's almost like the year didn't really happen. You think of all the memorable Shapovalov moments, they were 2016 and 2017, yeah. and he just didn't really kick on. And yeah, it would be good if he could make that third round. And but I'm not necessarily predicting it. I, the other name I would put also for who could cause Djokovic problems is Martin Klijan who beat Djokovic last year I believe in um, somewhere okay well it, it was somewhere in the in was somewhere it was in the pre, pre-Wimbledon sort of yeah, yeah. and okay. and he's, he's generally caused Djokovic a few problems before but Songo would, would be the main man the off-season looks to have done him absolute wonders he was he was a shadow of himself at the Davis Cup final that I was at and I don't know whether it's just the fact that he's back on hardcore or he's got himself in shape he's probably been in the sunshine my goodness <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like a new man but he that's, was good that's in Brisbane. sleep David we've been over this that sleep was good when Catherine talked about the two and a half hour sleep I had yesterday that wasn't a nap that was my actual night's sleep anyway uh, so who have we got uh, Djokovic to play against in the quarterfinals folks Nishikori, which is not a prospect that fills my heart with joy. No, I've got Nishikori as well. What do you got? I also have Nishikori. Okay, right. I think I think Djokovic will be pleased with that. So uh, moving on down, I assume Djokovic is winning that. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Uh, Conversation over. Okay. Yeah. So who's he going to face in the semi-finals? Because in the bottom half of that top section of the draw, we've got Zverev as the highest seed. Uh, we've got Raonic uh, as his potential fourth round opponent uh, but Raonic has got Kyrgios first round Vavrinka potentially in the second round there's Chung in that section as well so what is, is Verev in both uh, your quarterfinals? There are five Grand Slam semi-finalists within eight lines on the draw there. this is the spicy section of the draw for me this is the one with the most intrigue I've got an extremely tentative Zverev uh, and I've got him beating Vavrinka in the fourth round. She's actually got in brackets extremely tentative. And Chorich in the quarterfinal. I feel quite good about Chorich at the bottom there, yes. actually. Um, the seeds in that section are Team Pui Cecinato. Um, mm. And I do think Chorich has moved on so much. Um, I, so I've, I've got, got Zverev Chorich as well yeah. uh, as, as quarterfinals. What, what have you got? I have Vavrinka Chorich. All oh, right, I so like hold on. It. So Vavrinka is going to beat. He's going to beat Gulbis, then he's going to beat the winner of Kyrgios and Raonic, then he's going to beat Chung and or Query, and then he's going to beat Zverev. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be match tough. Well, 
I, 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 we're all, there's a strong case to be made for this. I really. Zverev, yeah. I mean, I think Aliash Bedene is a good first round. I don't. I can't see him having problems there. But Shardy worries me a bit for Zverev. I must say that that's the sort of match he loses at slams. And then also Sock is in that section. And okay, I know Sock did absolutely nothing last year, but. If he's there and a bit of a free spirit, he could cause problems. Mm. And then Zverev would have to go through the nightmare section. So I don't think it's by any means a given that Zverev will get there. But for me, it was a toss-up between him and Wawrinka, and I've just gone with Wawrinka. Uh, just to say, Catherine's got Chorich. She's going to go off for a little meeting now, so we'll have her back with us uh, very soon uh, for, the, for the next part of the, the draw dissection. But Matt, who have you got in that section to face uh, Vavrinka then in your quarterfinal Borna Choric as well so Borna Choric yeah. so we're all going for Borna Choric that is the top half of the men's draw we'll be back in a couple of seconds to give you the rest if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Catherine Whitaker's back. We're back. And the other half of the draw is what we're looking at now in the men's side of things. And at the very top 
of that Australian Open bottom half of the draw is the name Marin Cilic, who is, I, I think I, that's the first time I've heard his name mentioned, and it's come out of my mouth, over the last week. I don't think anybody's talking about Marin Cilic, who, who got to the final a year ago. He's been injured, uh, and he was unable to play his first tournament of the year, so he comes in, I think, with, without any tennis. Don't even know if he... I don't even know if he's going to be fit to play. I mean, he's due to face Bernard Tomic in the first round, which is a pretty horrible draw, really. Um, and Tomic has been in some form recently. So, I don't know. There's not really much you can say about Chilich, is there? Because we just don't have any information, really. Unknown quantity, yeah. Um, um, uh, safe to say that he's not in my quarterfinals. Me neither. Yeah. I'm interested in... Um, Kekmanovic in that portion of the draw. He's a former junior world number one, isn't he? Oh, right. From Serbia. I've not heard of him before. He is playing Fernando Vidasco first round. He's qualified here. I think that's his first time main draw of a slam. Um, He's not in my quarterfinals. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one to look out for. I think uh, that'll be played on Tuesday. Yeah, I've got uh, Hachinov coming through that portion. So do I. I also have Hachinov. I think... If he can carry on where he left off last year, I think he'd be a pretty good bet to get there with, it, with this injury. What's he over. been doing in the start of the year? Because I don't think I've really seen... Oh, he played Doha, and he, he lost to Stan Varenka, who's Matt's my, man. My man for the... Well, at least the quarterfinals. We've, yeah. not, we've not revealed beyond that yet, have we? But Hatchinov, you believe in, he lost in straight set 7-6-6-4 there, and he also played Abu Dhabi, and he didn't... I don't think he won any matches there. I think he Did beat he? team, didn't he, in the, like, the okay. third, fourth-place playoff, fifth-sixth-place playoff, right. something like that. Okay. The sixth-place playoff. <laughs> yeah. The match that everyone wants to win. In an exo. I'm pinning uh, my hopes on him winning a fifth-sixth-place playoff against team. You two team. have got him in your quarters. I don't. I have I, Bautista Agut in there who has beaten Andy Murray by that time. Uh, You've got him there in, in bright green. Pink. Yes. He's, he, he is the, he's the first week of the year specialist, Bautista. He's won Auckland, Chennai before, but he's never carried it into Australian Open. So That's the first time I've ever put him in a quarterfinal of a Grand Slam. He, is, he was very good in Doha. He was. Like, he was really good. He beat Djokovic, didn't mm. he? Uh, and it, he was stunning that day. And it was w- because Djokovic wasn't playing badly. It was, like, it was strange to see Djokovic losing while actually playing pretty well. Um, but uh, in a match between Hachinov and Bautista Agu, I would be backing I, I, Hachinov. I interviewed Bautista Agu yesterday uh, ahead of the Murray match and first time I think I've spoken to him I mean obviously there's a severe language barrier but I was also interested to see him in his Spanish portion of the the, 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 the little conference as well of which I understood nothing but body language wise he really gives nothing away at all there's no there's no sense as to how he's feeling at all I mean he was perfectly polite in our interview but he just stares right through you you know you, and, I, and I was thinking as an opponent Again, we've talked about how he's the nightmare opponent for Andy Murray. I can't imagine him getting rocked by the emotion of the occasion in the slightest. No, but he is susceptible to... He's a very, very good player who is incredibly hard to beat, but he is susceptible to an inspired opponent that can hit him off the court, Mm. which is what... Karen Hachinov shows yeah. he's ready to be over best of five sets at the US Open last I can year. see why you've picked Hachinov and I think game wise under normal circumstances I'd probably go with the same I just the form coming in I'm sticking mm. with BA and I, and I, I want to see Federer pace Sitsipas and Hachinov back to back 
which is that would which be is delicious. What I wishfully, yeah, it would to be Sitsipas <laughs> Federer in the fourth round, wouldn't it? If they got that far, Federer against Istamin, and then obviously then he loses to Dan Evans. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also Gael Monfils in that section. There's and Basilashvili, who is playing very very well. This you've set us up here for our opportunity, Matt, to correctly identify oh yes, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Catherine and I uh, I started this I should say by calling him Temures Basilashvili and then I asked Catherine did I get that right she said yeah bang yeah, on bang, bang on, on and then we found out that no it's actually Nicholas uh, Basilashvili and Temures Gabashvili and even after going over this a couple of times on WhatsApp, we still were a bit confused. Um, so sorry, folks, that was the last show before uh, the Australian Open uh, once began. But anyway, I don't know. Have either of you got Basilashvili beating Sitsipas? Or, or do you think that it is going to be Sitsipas Federer? Because I, I think it will be those two, um, Federer, Sitsipas, but I still got Federer in the quarters. Yeah, I've got Federer beating Sitsipas and Hatchinov back to back. But being mentally uh, being challenged by both yeah I, I have the same but I, I, I do really want that Sitsipas Basilashvili match to happen I think I feel like Basilashvili was always on my radar someone who just hit the ball really hard and most of the time missed whereas now he started hitting the ball he's continued hitting the ball really hard and it's just going in a lot more it's quite convenient um, that, that helps and yeah he, he's just so fun to watch even though he actually looks when he's playing like it's the biggest chore in the world he's <laughs> <laughs> doesn't smile at all. <laughs> uh, so Federer against Bautista Ogut. And then in the bottom half of the draw, um, we've got Kevin Anderson as the highest seed in the first quarter of that bottom half of that draw, uh, of that half. Um, and he would likely play against... Well, it's Dimitrov, isn't it? Or yeah. is it? Yeah, Dimitrov or Isner. Isner yeah. against Opelka, the tallest match in history. The John Isner, 6'10", Riley Opelka, 7 foot. Does anybody want to watch that? That is a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Can you last the whole of Opelka, Isner, in the 30... What is it going to be, 35 degrees on Monday? Yeah. That will be a court without any shade, probably. I'd Winner thought. to play me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, that Opelka's dangerous. Cure for jet lag. Yeah. Yes. Opelka's very dangerous. Um I don't know. I don't know. I've got Anderson in the quarters. I don't oh, really know who's who not beats. got Big Kev in the quarters. Anybody? You both got him. In the I quarters. have him. Okay. Yeah. So who's Mr. He? Consistent, isn't he? The, the 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 other section in there is more interesting. So who is mm. Anderson going to play? You're because not even th- mentioning Dimitrov, David. No. Where, I mean, where's Where's he losing? Uh, Tipsarovic probably, first round. Probably, no, he'll beat Tipsarovic. He'll, prob- prob- he'll lose to the winner of Isner and Opelka, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but. I hope not, because obviously I still love Grigor. Oh, God, we could have Anderson Isner in round four. Well, I think, I think he will. Um, and <laughs> the, the, that, the next section is where I have the, the only real shock of my predictions. And, uh, and what about you two? Who have you got in that, other, that final quarter-final place to play Anderson? Not Nadal. Same here. Same. <gasps> Nadal mm. is actually... I've not written his name anywhere. Why are we all writing off Rafael Nadal? It's it's the ability to endure, I think, for Nadal. I think I just I I mean the evidence of the last eighteen months really is that he has to withdraw or retire in hard court matches and I just I don't necessarily think we've got anything to tell us that it's gonna be different this time. Um I've been trying to look at that section of the draw and think who might beat him. Um and I think Dimonor is probably the one lurking in there the most 
I've actually got Diego Schwartzman in the quarterfinal. Um, quite, quite how I've arrived at that, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. I'm really but confused. I've kind of got maybe Dumanor to beat Nadal and then Schwartzman to take out Dumanor, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've got Nadal losing, but I don't quite know. If I had to pick someone that he's going to lose to, I'd, I'd probably go for Dumanor. So who's in, your, who's in your quarter But, you know, Struff, semi-finalist in, in Auckland. My quarter-final, David. Who did you say you've got? Schwartzman. Schwartzman. What are you talking about? I've got Kyle Edmund. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think if it's not... About? I think it, I, I, it... Basically, in my quarter-final, I've got the winner of tomorrow's first round between Edmund and Burdick, which okay. I'm just giving to Edmund, but... Well, I've got Burdick. I've got Burdick in the quarters. I've also got Burdick, who has a 12-0 record against Kevin Anderson, which has to be one of the most bizarre head-to-heads I've the uh, most, on, I think. on the circuit. I've got Burdick in the semis, therefore, uh, playing Roger Federer, who will beat Batista Rugut. I've got Federer into the final. What are you two got? I also have Federer in the final, beating Kevin Anderson in the semi-final. Yeah, groundbreaking news, I've got the same, yeah. Uh, but beating who, B- Anderson? Big Kev, yeah. Right, OK. <laughs> so then we've got uh, a Djokovic against Federer final. Who wins the title? Novak Djokovic overtakes Pete Sampras and moves into third on the all-time Grand Slam male winner list. Fifteen. Catherine. Same, same. Same, same. Here as well. So that was all very exciting, wasn't <laughs> it? Uh, let's move on swiftly the to the women's draw. The opinion that we Let, bring you here yeah, on the I'm tennis podcast. Sure, you're delighted to be listening to this. Uh, what about women's the, draw? Quick. Women's draw. And let's get on to this because it's really juicy. Uh, Simona Halep must have the worst draw it of a top seed brutal. In, in history. And as Matt said to me yesterday, if there were one of the top seeds that you thought needed a good draw here yeah. was probably Simona Halep. I would rather be unseeded Trivia. than have her draw. When was the last when was, <laughs> when was the last time Simona Halep won a match? She's lost five on the bounce, isn't she? August. Crikey. And and she That's she opens not... up. First round. <laughs> I have won a match more recently than Simona Halep. <laughs> So that's a lie. Uh, Simona Halep, I'm getting the eyes. Simona Halep uh, has in the first round Kaya Kanepi, who beat her at the USA. Inside an hour, I think, she yeah. won at the USA. And, and actually, she was brilliant yesterday in the press conference. When, when, an, when asked about her draw, she just, how did you feel? You know, usually they go, oh, well, it's just another match. You know, every day's different. She just said... Oh, I try not to look at the draw. You know, she was clearly head in the hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why have I got Kaya Kanepi again? She's um, got Kaya Kanepi. She's got Venus Williams in there, who I know is, you know, unseeded. And, but, so that and, could be but, a third but round. But also, Mihaela Buzinescu. Kenin has just yeah. won Hobart. Right. Uh, she's got uh, and Serena, so <laughs> Serena Williams so in the fourth round. So she could round. have to beat the woman who beat her at the US Open. Third round, Venus Williams. Fourth round, Serena Williams, just to get into the quarters. <laughs> she's not getting there, is she? <laughs> I mean, what is that all about? Who's she going to lose to? Uh, well, one of the... <laughs> one of the above. <laughs> yeah, one, she might lose for... Oh, four, poor old... Simona, crikey. So who have you got in your quarterfinal? Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Yeah. This is Move a really on quickly, David. <laughs> People are tuning out in their stuff, droves. Stuff will happen, folks. With Simon Briggs and his rubbish predictions yeah. when you need them. Stuff <laughs> is going to happen that is more interesting than this phase. Right, next, who's going to face Serena Williams in the quarters? 
Carolina Pliskova. Carolina Pliskova. <laughs> Carolina Pliskova. <laughs> oh uh, this is rubbish. Um, and uh, I did. I, would, ho- hover, I hovered over Galbini Muguruza. Yeah, quite me a while, too. But I didn't still... hover for that long. And Kasatkina, but she's 0 and 2 this year yeah. and I hasn't think really Zheng got size. any you know, form. Not easy. Mm. So right next, uh, something's going to happen interesting now because it's the Naomi Osaka section of the draw. We know that it's Serena against Pliskova in the quarterfinals. Uh, who have we got in the next quarter? Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anastasia Sevastova. But she's a US she was Open a US specialist. Open specialist. Yeah. Yeah. You're, but you're ahead of. No. See, I, I believe I went to the Osaka press conference yesterday, which was hilarious, wasn't it, Matt? It was, you, that's your first time. It was a comedy sketch, wasn't it? She just kept making jokes. Kept. She's just so self-deprecating. It's yeah. hilarious, and it's the it's the way she delivers them as well. Because you don't you don't know they're you don't coming. Know. You know, there's no twinkle in her eye that I'm about to crack a funny. It's just suddenly <laughs> it kind of just comes out, and and at, instantaneously she her her features change, and oh, she's so much fun. And she's also f- f- quite fun when she speaks in Japanese. Like I stayed for that because yeah, she breaks here. into English all the time. Yeah, but she's apparently losing, David. Yeah, well, I think I I think this is. All a bit much for her, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but it's a decent draw. It is. Who's I, she losing to? I think, well, I could see her losing to Azarenka. Uh, I could see her losing to, if she gets to the fourth round, I could definitely see her losing to Sivastova. See, I agree with you. Uh, before I saw the draw, I agreed with you. All a bit much, just not quite the right moment. I do believe she'll absolutely back up that US Open in time. I just think this is not that time but then I looked at the draw and I thought mm, well I can't see which also, one she's losing also and, and I, I must admit I hadn't really noticed this when I put Sevastova into the quarterfinals <laughs> but she could place a player Bianca Chong Wong Bianca Andreescu first who is of all. somebody that we used to call Kian Wang but yeah, <laughs> well, first, of, first of all it would be Bianca Andreescu in the second round who, who I was just so bowled over watching the other day I loved watching her she could beat Sevastova uh, and as you say it, what was it Chong Wong Chong Wong who, who is who had that wonderful Wong Chong. end to last season, didn't she? Uh, and she's she could be a potential fourth round opponent and for Sevastova. And also Su Wei She is in that yeah. little section who was brilliant fun here last year. Did, did she beat Muguruza and then Muguruza almost here. beat Kerber? Um, who did she beat? At, uh, she beat Halep at Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah and that, interestingly, that section with Su Wei She, Chong Wong, Naomi Osaka... If we, if any of those meet, that would be a really big deal for the, you know, for the yeah. tournament, for, the for, tournament. for tennis, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what have I said, Sevastova before? So she could have second round Andreescu, then Chung Wong, and then she could have uh, Naomi Osaka uh, just to get to the quarters. Can I redo this? Uh, <laughs> no, I've done it now. Uh, that's the way it is. Uh, next, so who's Sevastova or Osaka going to play in the quarterfinals? I've got Svitolina. I have two, but. Only because she's more likely than any of the other individuals. I think it's probably... She, I don't actually think she's going to get there. I, I just think it's very difficult to predict who I think she's ready. will. Do you? I think yeah. she's... I think she's ready. I've got her in my semis. Not, yeah. Re- really? I, this is my very, very, very left field prediction. Ooh. I've got Victoria Kuzmova <laughs> in the quarterfinals, who... Was quite impressive in Auckland. Got she to the semi-finals. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of her. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Is anyone still listening? 
<laughs> but that's the beauty. I'm learning stuff. I'm a grad maths in formary. Watch out for Victoria Cosmova. I have heard of her, folks. It's just that I don't know anything about it. It's funny, isn't it, that we've all heard of Madison Keys. I just don't and trust She's Madison a Grand Slam Keys. finalist. Grand Slam semi-finalist at the US Open last year. None of us... You and I were talking yesterday, Matt, saying Is this that we didn't feel great about Svitolina but then we went through that section yeah. of the draw and said who's going to beat it's it this section. I just and don't... we looked at one another over Madison Keys's name and just shook our heads I've also overlooked uh, Elite. we've all o- overlooked Elise Mert I've got mm. her in the fourth round okay. yeah she's losing to Kasmova yeah right heard okay. <laughs> it here first so folks I've got, and only here so I've got Sevastova against Svitolina you've got uh, Osaka. Osaka and Svitolina and you've got Osaka and Kasmova of course you have is Osaka so, in your semi-final by any chance um, uh, so I've got Svitolina against Serena in the semis. Oh, hang on. I'd already turned my page over. I've got Serena beating Osaka in the semis. I have the same. And I've got Serena beating Svitolina. So Serena's in the final, folks, on all three of the cards. And in the final, she's going to face. Uh, let's find out. We'll start with the, the quarterfinals at the uh, top half of the bottom half of the draw. Does that make sense? Uh, I've got Sabalenka. Um, it's, it's such an interesting section of the draw because obviously I've got my, my personal favourite Petra Kvitova, who I've picked to win the last two Grand Slams, who hasn't, uh, uh, in that section of the draw. And obviously she's just won Sydney. She was brilliant. What a wonderful final against Ash Barty. But that is not... I mean, Sydney is a fantastic tournament, but pushing yourself to that limit so close to, to this event I mean that was a marathon match emotional draining I don't know whether that's the best preparation for this no I agree and you know that is where the, it's those events where Kvitova is an absolute specialist lastly mm. isn't it I mean I think she was leading the tour last year with five event wins and yet absolutely nothing in Grand Slams I'm just going to keep rubbing that in for David absolutely nothing in Grand Slams <laughs> um, so yeah I'd agree I don't I don't necessarily draw any parallels between Kvitova's pre-Grand Slam form and her Grand Slam form. the fact that she's won Sydney that doesn't further convince me that she's a brilliant tennis player capable of winning Grand Slams I know that but it also doesn't convince me that she's going to win this so Grand I've learned Slam. my lesson folks she's not in the this quarters. is my favourite section of the women's draw by far this has to happen. Barty, Please. Sabalenka. Yes. yes I've We've got all Barty got it, Sabalenka. I think. Although I, I also noticed that uh, one of my other favourite players to watch, Amanda Anisimova, is, uh, is potentially a third-round opponent for Irina Sabalenka. Mm. But I've got Sabalenka-Barty. Serenko's in there. Putin saver. Who wants to play Yulia Putin saver? Bencic is in there. Bencic, Petkovic. Loads of people. But you've both gone for Sabalenka, have sure you? Sure have. Makarova's yeah. in there. Former right. semi-finalist yeah. here. So Sabalenka in the quarters, and then the next section has Barty, Ostapenko, it's and it has Sharapova, it has Wozniacki, the defending champion. So gotta be gotta be Barty when Wozniacki's I in mean, there no, as well? I mean, no. I on. just want to see Barty Sabalenka. Okay. So very much. And you've both got that, haven't yeah. you? Right. Well, so have I. So that's interesting. <laughs> so, but that's quite interesting that none of us have gone for Wozniacki and none of us have gone for Sharapova. We, we all think that Barty is going to come through there. So that is interesting. I, and I'm, I, I still believe it. I've gone for it. But, um, yeah, an interesting one. Next section. So we've got Sabalenka, Barty. And then in the, the next part of the draw, we Ooh, have Stevens is- as the, the highest ranked player at number five. Um, and so is she in your quarterfinals, Sloane Stevens? 
No, I've got Kiki Burton's. Same here. Same here. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> but that you've been copying me, you two, haven't you? <laughs> I did mine first. Oh yeah. Uh, and so who? I think. And the Burton's would have to be Alison Risk, and then she might have to face, say, Annette Contevet, which could be a tough one. And I don't know. It's just Stevens is one of my favourite players in the world to watch, men or women, and yet I just don't trust her uh, to to always come through draws. You know. Um, that's that's the issue. No, on, on the Jabur in her section, she's got Taylor Townsend first round, which mm. um, could be a good watch. Taylor yeah. Townsend just hasn't come through at all, Not at has all, she? No. no. But she's in the draw, so she's got a ranking up a bit. Um, so Burton's, we all think, up against who in the quarterfinals? Angelique Kerber. 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 Yeah. Same here. Uh, Kerber, who has Vekic as a potential third round, and then there's Garcia or Gerges. Gerges, Kerber would be good. Yeah, the, the, there's potential for, for Gerges the Germans, there. it would be. Um, so we, right, okay, so who are our semi-finalists? Sabalenka against Barty, who's winning? Sabalenka. Sabalenka. Barty. Burton's against Kerber, who's winning? Kerber. 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 Uh, Barty against Kerber, who's winning? Uh, I've gone for Kerber. Well, it's, it's Sabalenka against Kerber, okay, so but it's Kerber. No, sorry. <laughs> it's Sabalenka, but you so know. Catherine's got Sabalenka in the final. I've got Sabalenka losing to Serena in the final. I have Kerber beating Serena in the final. Ooh. I have Serena beating Kerber in the final. Oh. So oh. finally, oh. there's something where we've all disagreed. So, Audible sigh of relief. So, what have you lot got? Uh, that's the big question. If you want to put your predictions up against ours that you've heard and we also give our year-long predictions uh, in our Kickstarter competition our Scousel Mousel Tennis Podcast Predictions Tournament Scousel Mousel being the title sponsor it's a dog folks and it's an amazing dog and uh, that's uh, that's our predictions competition you can still enter that if you back us to the predictions level in our Kickstarter which probably has about I don't know 35 hours to run as we speak to you now kickstarter.com search for the tennis podcast and if you want to take us on you can it's about 30 teams in it so far um right i think we better go and get some sleep folks because uh you know we've got a massive day coming up tomorrow it starts with three british women playing all at the same time at midnight uk which is 11 o'clock in the morning here all at the same time there's seven british players playing tomorrow four of the guys later on with edmund norrie evans and uh, obviously Andy Murray, who is due to take to the court not before 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, UK time. He's up against Roberta Bautista. We'll have live commentary on BBC Radio 5 Live Sports Extra. Catherine will be on the Eurosport team, who'll be bringing live coverage. So there's just so much to look forward to. Tomorrow, Roger Federer and Caroline Wozniacki will play their first round matches in the evening session uh, tomorrow. Um, And, you know, it's it's a, a fascinating day in prospects, isn't it? I mean... It, it goes from the calm of the Sunday. The Sunday is the quietest day. We've had the kids' day. We've had all the qualifying rounds. I mean, we're sitting outside right now in Garden Square, which tomorrow could not be more different, could it? No, no. I mean, there will be some kids in it. Yeah. It will just be. <laughs> but there'll be thousands and thousands of people. That, Dilu- know, diluted. I'm looking out to my right now. I've got Rod Laver Arena ahead of us. And the rest of Garden Square, which is this this huge um, area of tables and chairs and places for people to sit in the shade and watch big screens and so forth, there's maybe ten people milling around and uh, past nice. all the statues. It is a really calm. I love atmosphere and everything, but it, it is nice. Yeah, that no one's but it here. is going to be totally the opposite 
tomorrow. Um, the draw, sorry, rather, the schedule of play has also been revealed for Tuesday, uh, I believe. And Novak Djokovic is in the evening session. Uh, what else have we got? Jo- uh, Kyrgios Raonic on high sense, not before 6 p.m. Or oh, no, wow. not before, I think 7 p.m. That's the one, isn't it? I think. Well, that's... certainly for, for the tournament, that's that's the one. And so fantastic. I mean, obviously, in uh, as we understand it, Nick asks to play on high sense, but so fantastic that the tournament do that. And, you know, that is a completely open to the public with the grounds pass uh, court. And that's just fantastic. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got Serena Williams in the uh, day session on the Rod Laver Arena, followed by Alexander Zverev against... Uh, I hope she hasn't seen the weather forecast. Alianj Bedenay. This is Tuesday, of course. Is it still meant to be hotter? hotter. Yeah. Is hotter. It? Oh, goodness. Uh, so then it's Djokovic, and then it's Osaka in the evening session on Tuesday. Uh, elsewhere, as Catherine mentioned, uh, the, uh, the the Kyrgios Raonic match in, in the Dominic Twilight. There's a team match. Which, yeah, yeah, Dominic team against Benoit Pair. Yeah. That's which on bef- Margaret Court, Before that, in the evening session on Tuesday, Simona Halep against Kaya Kanepi. Loads of stuff to look forward to. Uh, Grand Matt will be roaming the grounds. He'll be taking in all the outside courts. Johanna Conter's playing on court three on Tuesday, first up. Uh, so there's just so much to look forward to, isn't there? It's going to be great. Yeah, a lot of sweating. A lot, a lot of sweating. <laughs> Watch out for Catherine Whittaker sweating on Eurosport. Um, so that's going to be happening. And then we'll be bringing you, don't forget, folks, uh, daily editions of the Tennis Podcast. If you want to get your name on the backers, uh, page of our website before the kickstarter closes you still can just a couple before we close here of murray memories from all of you because we've obviously talked a lot about andy murray over the last couple of days we asked for your uh, favorite murray memories and there's some absolute corkers here rupert rupert basham says hard to look past the u.s open final of 2012 the toughest final of his three slams dogged determination against his greatest rival and a sense that it was his time worth staying up for rose mercia says a very young andy murray flexing his new bicep bicep muscles after a victory at wimbledon against gasquet tom primrose says for me his most unbelievable moment was when he lost the 2012 wimbledon final that would break most people but murray picked himself up dusted himself off and won the olympic gold on the same court one month later against the same player federer what a man i'm getting closer yeah good impersonation john rice says his most complete performance was probably that djokovic wimbledon final but my faves were those nadal matches at the 2007 australian open and the 2008 us open absolutely thrilling pulsating tennis from him in both kim v says when he defended his coach amelie moresmo saying she gets blamed for losses and not enough credit for wins and aj willis says the immense stressful grueling second olympic final in rio Great memories. Great memories. He's trying to make me misty-eyed again, Dave. Yeah. I'm trying to move it's working. on. Excellent. Trying okay. to be perky. Well, Reading we'll, of one. <laughs> we'll be perky, folks, throughout the Australian Open every single day here on the Tennis Podcast. We hope you are going to enjoy it. Do download it. Do tell people you know. If you enjoy this show, tell people you know because we want the audience to grow and hopefully they will enjoy it too and we can get lots lots more listeners and, and have lots more contributions like that uh, on our social media channels. Give us a review on iTunes if you, if you liked what you've heard. Um, we are our executive produced by tennisballs.com our mascot courtesy of our kickstarter is Rio the dog and uh, we are produced in association with the Telegraph we're going to be back with our first daily edition of the tennis podcast during the Australian Open proper 
It's go time tomorrow. See you then. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.